What's up, guys? Welcome to week six. We got the best fantasy football waiver wire ads and drops for you this week. In the world. In the world. Uh, we are the fantasy football sackos brought to you by Manscaped. How could we not mention Manscaped? Uh, if you have not heard yet, with code SACOS, S-A-C-K-O-S. Good spelling. Uh, at manscaped.com. Use code SACOS to get 20% off and free shipping worldwide. And uh, go get you a lawnmower. Actually, you know what? My favorite thing that I've gotten from them is the Weed Whacker. Yes, that, that beautiful, mystical, lovely beast does a job. It's fantastic. That is a nose and ear hair trimmer uh, for everybody not watching. Um, it's excellent, though. My wife, I know, appreciates it, too. So Nobody likes nose hairs sticking out of your nose. Like, it's just men are disgusting, yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah, especially as you get older, you get gray and like stuff grows in places it didn't. Yeah, you got to keep that stuff clean. And you can do that by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code SACOS for 20% off your order and free shipping worldwide. Boom, zoom. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Fuck you, John Gruden. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Had to, had to switch up the had to switch up the intro. Oh man, just just when you think. Oh no, just when you think that where it's like, oh my god, like we we're finally past all of the noise surrounding football. In comes. John Gruden with 10 years of racist, bigoted emails uh, in which he left no stone unturned, really, you know, hit the smorgasbord of asshole. And uh, yeah. So thanks, JG. Good looking out and uh, see you later. Yeah, as a Bears fan, I totally appreciate the distraction last week. uh, And um, now he can go retire with his millions of dollars and be a bigot. Um, at his beachfront property. Congratulations, John. Good job by you. Yeah, if uh, I, I mean, leave it. There's no pluses to this. The guy, it was. I mean, he needed to go. I was surprised he didn't go last week when the Demora Smith email came out or emails. Um, but yeah, you like know. you don't. So, like, sorry to sorry to interrupt you. It, it's some. So we become. Trust me, folks, we'll get to fantasy football here in, in a minute. But I, I just think it's super interesting how much like cancer, cancer, cancel culture has taken over. Right. And, you know, you say something bad and everybody's like, oh, like. How did that happen? Or like who released it? Or um, it was definitely you know, like, the league releasing it. Definitely. Oh, for sure. The yeah, the NFL was like, screw this, dude. And the weird thing is, is that the NFL definitely knew about this over the weekend and still let him coach and they were like oh all right fine you're not going to fire him all right well how about these emails and how about these emails and thankfully the new york times and that's why reporting super important so that they can discover all this stuff but can't cancel culture is a result of people showing themselves who they really are over time ultimately right i mean if it's one thing okay that's fine but it's never just one thing ever yeah you know what i will say though 
It definitely shows the difference between the dudes getting paid and the dudes writing the checks in terms of what yeah. the NFL released with Dan yeah. Snyder's investigation and absolutely nothing coming out versus the NFL right. obviously leaking these emails to challenge the Raiders to get rid of Gruden, uh, which, by the way, they found the emails as part of the Dan Snyder investigation, which evidently is still ongoing. So hmm. incredible. Um, I wonder what else is going to come out. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it'll stop now that he's gone. But, you know, what I will say, as I was saying, there's no pluses to any of this. But God save social media and Twitter for coming up with some excellent memes in the last 15 minutes since this news broke. Uh, the first being a statement from John Gruden, which reads, it is with great humiliation and embarrassment that I announce my resignation from the Las Vegas Raiders. I pride myself and think of myself as a man of faith as there's a drive into deep left field by Castellanos and that'll be a home <laughs> run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. <laughs> like the, the meme from the uh, the announcer that got fired for just idiocy. Yeah, Tom, Tom Brenneman. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one is a my, my next favorite one is a mock email message. Uh, from Gruden to Mark Davis and uh, the subject matter is haircut and it reads your hair looks fucking terrible dumb bitch shave that shit off bowl cut head ass sent from my iPhone <laughs> hey there's nothing wrong with Mark da- with Mark Davis's haircut um, shout out to my outfit from Halloween last year also oh, Halloween's yeah, coming it up didn't age well. well maybe it, I don't know it wasn't Gruden, Why? at least. It, yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't Gruden. Gruden. Yeah, uh, are, we're dressing up for Halloween again. Ah, we better. Okay. Uh, next up, John Gruden thought he was on Xbox Live or something. And <laughs> 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 uh, oh, then Nick Ercolano, uh, who I'm sure everybody here listening to this has heard of or listened to before. Um is it bad? <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Uh, no, well, he's in the fantasy football space. He's pretty <laughs> oh, well okay. Uh, he tweeted, I'm Oops. surprised Gruden knows how to send an email, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. So just awesome. But brutal stuff. Jason, it's uh it's week six time. Um yes, it is. I, be, be, before we get to waivers, I wanted to um just update everybody on where our board bets are so far this year, and they're so bad. They're they're the worst. Um Am so I if winning you, if any? You've been... <laughs> Uh, so if, if you listen to us somewhat regularly, uh, during the preseason, we had, we had board bets, uh, oh, no. and, uh, um, everybody so got hurt we, though. How are any of them still valid? I know. I know this, this is why it's funny. All right. So just, there, there's only a couple and we'll, we'll run through them quick. Uh, will David Montgomery be a running back one this year? And he I was a yes. If he, still, if he stayed healthy. I know. That's the thing. He was like running back eight before he got hurt. Did so. I say No. You said no. Ooh, I said well, yes. Barring injury, I don't know that. Yeah. You got to scratch that one because I don't think he finishes there now. All right, I know. And or like you add Damian Williams from last week and maybe do a hybrid. All right. Um, <laughs> Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins will be within forty oh. carries of each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they were? They were. I won. They that were. One. They yeah. <laughs> They both finished at zero. <laughs> So that's, that's one the greatest for me. board bet of the year. 
Yeah. So Not I, one, I but won two that before ACLs the season started. On a single yeah. freaking bat. Yeah, that is rough. I mean, uh, three knee injuries so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Marvin Jones versus Darnell Mooney. <laughs> I had Marvin Jones. <laughs> <laughs> is Mooney winning? Can we get a status? Uh, can, can you look real quick while I, I go to the next one? Yes, right. I would be happy. I would be yeah. ha- ecstatic to look at this. Uh, the, nec- the next one is Trevor Lawrence versus Trey Lance. Okay. And you took, and you took Trey Lance. Okay. Well, I got to be losing that one by a bit, but the Lance show is I, getting yeah, started. a lot of it. Uh, Bobby Tunyon over under seven and a half touchdowns and you took the over. That's not going to go well. No. Yeah, I think that's a loss. And then uh, the the last one we we have on the board is Trey Lance will be a top 10 quarterback from when he starts starting. Okay, and, so this week? Yeah, and he, he he's not. He won't be. So it's not looking great for you right now. Um, just wanted to, so I'm just saying and to encourage you to start more board bets. Um because you're behind. Marvin Jones currently has 46.8 fantasy points. Okay. 46.8. And Darnell Mooney has 37.3. So it's a nine point, nine point stretch right here. And uh, Marvin Jones is about 10, less than 10 receivers ahead of Mooney. Yeah. Okay. And, and Darnell is uh, on the upward trajectory with, with fields for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had 16 points last week. So against Detroit didn't go well against Vegas, but he did have five targets. Yep. But what a dud. Uh, I bet a lot of people went out and added him. He's 50% rostered right now. He had a 9% roster percentage change in the last week. Um, So he was a hot waiver ad after uh, the 16 point drop on Detroit in half PPR scoring just kind of a dud against Vegas with five targets, three catches, 35 yards, but maybe brighter, brighter moments ahead. Hopefully it's true. There were a couple, couple big injuries this week, uh, which highlight the main ads of the week. Um, the, the two biggest ones being Saquon Barkley, which I mean, NFL broadcasts, like if you watch football all day, like I do on pretty much every Sunday where I just sit on the couch and literally do nothing. I swear that I saw him sprain his ankle 35 to 40 times on replays, whether well, it's on Fox or CBS or NBC during the lightning delay. I was going to say it was NBC the lightning the delay. Pre-game. They just kept showing him spraining his ankle and they just need to stop doing that. Like stop showing like when Russell Wilson like had his finger like bent the wrong way on Thursday. Ooh. Like stop, sh- just stop showing that stuff. I don't know Nobody why they show it as that. much as they do. If I'm being honest. Oh. Like That's the thing that just belongs on like YouTube. Shout out YouTube and just freaking people can go there and watch it if they want to see it, but like show it once and be done. But yeah. Move on. The, but yeah, ankle injuries are the whew. like, don't like, yes, watching knee injuries are bad, but like watching an ankle just like, Oh God! Stop, please. So him, him, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire um, are were the two big injuries this week. So um, that means next man up for both teams. Yeah, the Saquon, 
the Saquon injury is worse. Um, he doesn't have uh, Giants coach Joe Judge did not give a timetable to return. However, did say uh, that it was evidently better than it could have been. Um, yeah, they're they're basically saying it's a low ankle sprain, which is obviously better than a high ankle sprain, yeah. and nothing's fractured. So theoretically, he's going to be out for a week or two max. Yeah, I was going to say I, I think he probably is out. I mean, it looked bad, but hopefully, it's not more than just a couple weeks. Um, right. So so that means it's Devonte Booker's show, and he showed up pretty good against Dallas. Right, sixteen carries, forty two yards, and a touchdown. Three catches, 16 yards, and a touchdown. Basically a 20-point week and half PPR, which is what we talk about here on the Sackos. Um, and, and that was without Daniel Jones and a lot of Mike Glennon sprinkled in. So not a bad showing against a pretty good defense. Yeah, not a bad showing at all. So my question for you is this. How many uh, fab dollars are you willing to drop on said Devontae Booker? After his 19.3 fantasy points. It's a great question. So let's assume that he's playing the next two weeks and then Barkley's back. Or do you want to say three? Give him three for the benefit of the doubt, which is the Rams at home. Oof. The Panthers at home. Oof. And then at the Kansas City Chiefs. That's okay. You can run on them. Yeah. But the, the next two week stretch is brutal. Like, yes, it is. Like, you're not going to do much against either of those defenses on the ground. I would hope for low end RB2 numbers. I would hope for, like, if I got double digit yeah. points out of that and half PPR scoring, I'd be pretty jazzed. I'd be pretty pumped. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's why I don't think you go more than 10% just because of the, just purely because of the next two weeks. If you're desperate, I get it. But he's not going to be lighting the world on fire, I don't think. No, honestly, though, I guess looking at this more, they only have four games before they're by. I guess it right. wouldn't wouldn't really surprise me. Maybe if he does get that Las Vegas game in too in week nine with Barkley mm-hmm. coming back after the bye. I don't really know with what they have to play for. And I, I just I envision them keeping the losing track going. And by then, why bring Barkley back? But. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so on on the foot, so I mean, is ten percent fair? You wouldn't go fifteen, twenty. Would, it it really de- it really depends on on if you're zero and five at this point. Yeah, if I was zero and five, I would go fifteen to twenty. But if even if I'm one and four, this is not the guy that I really want. So, yeah, you 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 would prefer 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 Williams. Excuse me for yes, Kansas City. Easy right? for you to say, uh, Daryl. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even given Booker's role, he did. He had 16 attempts for 42 yards. You're talking a two and a half yard average. That's not going to get it done. So. And that's against Dallas. And now he has the Rams and Carolina coming up. It's not going to be great. Yeah. So uh, can we just briefly compare and contrast him and Daryl Williams? Because you, you said that you yeah. prefer Williams, right? And yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. And I get that. I have a question for you, though. Oh, boy. How many? So Daryl Williams has been in the NFL for four years. How many games do you think he has more than 10 carries? More than 10 carries? Yeah. Four years, you said? Four. Yeah, this is fourth year. Been on the Chiefs all four Six. years. 
four. Really? Okay. He's four games with more than 10 carries. You know, did you know that that his career average for rushing is 2.3 yards per carry? Is Daryl Williams? He's not flashy, ladies and gentlemen. He is not flashy. He did average five and a half yards per carry on five carries against Buffalo this past week and took 10 carries for 42 yards against Philly. So 4.2 yards per carry the week before and finished with 13 points. And that was with a healthy Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, what I will say too, though, is his usage at least last year, because I, I was a Daryl Williams rosterer last year. Yeah. Um, he was basically only used in tr- probably even the last two years. He's really only used in like short yardage situations. Uh, yeah. He was the goal line back and at a lot of times um, and Levy and bell took a lot of his regular usage away. So, yeah, he, he I mean, Daryl Williams does have two catches in each of the last three games, which actually bodes somewhat well for him. Um, and and when, after Clyde got hurt, they were checking the ball down to him quite a bit. I know the weather was a little a little strange in Kansas City on Sunday night, but um, I, I think I would definitely prefer Daryl Williams to Devontae Booker. Um, I, I think that Clyde is going to be out longer than Barkley is. So, I, I mean, I think you're you could go up to 30, 35 on, on Daryl Williams, just because I think one, it's a better offense and two Clyde's going to be out longer. Yeah. Um, Ian Rappaport from NFL network is saying that he will miss at least a few weeks with that MCL sprain looking ahead to their schedule. Mm -hmm. They are at Washington, which I mean, a lot of huge names on that defense, but Sort of been an underperforming one at that so far to start this season. Uh, I don't think their quarterback situation helps any. Then at Tennessee, which can be run on at the or home against the Giants, which are a dumpster fire. uh, And then home against Green Bay, another dumpster. I mean, not dumpster fire, but like that defense doesn't scare me. You can you can run on them. So four matchups in a row that I would be. uh not concerned looking with. your chops with and, a little and bit you would be yeah you'd be expecting mid to high rb2 low end rb1 value at least a couple weeks i think if he gets into the rb1 range he got lucky i i just yeah i think that that offense is just gonna pass more if i'm being completely honest um i i think that that's kind of where the volume goes um you know it's i i don't think it all goes directly to daryl williams so I, th- I think the play calling might change a, a, a wee bit. Yeah, I, you don't think McKinnon. I mean, McKinnon's not going to do anything there. I, I, he got in for a couple plays, but I, I mean, I, I would assume that it's going to be mostly Williams. Yeah. And if McKinnon does play, he's going to, you know, play two plays and then tweak his knee and then be done for the season. So. Yeah. Also, also worth noting that Daryl Williams does have two rushing touchdowns on the year and Clyde had zero. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire did have two receiving touchdowns uh, so far on the year, but so it's kind of like Daryl was kind of by the defect, you know, by default or the de facto um, goal line back. And I mean, before Clyde got hurt against Buffalo, he was back to back weeks of 100 yards um, on 14 and 17 carries respectively. So, I mean, I do think Daryl does have a, a low RB1 ceiling. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised with that schedule to see him get there. Um, the at Washington at Tennessee matchups are are just fine. Yeah. And his usage was going up anyway, right? He started the right. season at about 20% snap percentage and 
even last week has seen that get to as high as 36%, get creeping over 40% this week um, with the injury to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. What I also do, I guess, want to point out is McKinnon did see 27 snaps. Like he was on the field for 30 plus percent of the time. Um, so I just, I think short yardage, midfield, maybe in the red zone, especially goal line, you're going to see Daryl Williams out there, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think 40% is too high? I, I know it's, I know that's really high, but if you have not you, spent any are of you your talking fab about 40% yet, fab. Yeah, if if you if you've not spent any of your fab yet and you're looking at week 6 and we got 11 weeks to go like yes there's going to be more injuries. Jason's also the guy that spent 100% of his fab on Elijah Mitchell. Who's so, the starting running back for the 49ers by the way? Okay. Um so I I'm just saying that I don't think it's unreasonable. If you're a Clyde owner and you didn't and and Daryl's available, then I wouldn't I would spend even that much. Go, I think I think it's perfectly okay too. I would personally. I don't think I'd spend more than like twenty to twenty five percent, which is insane. It's the first time I think you've ever been higher on spending fab on somebody than I have been. Um, yeah. I just don't think that that's really how they score, and I don't think that like power running is kind of their mo. So. I agree, but they've also kind of been like lackadaisical. Like they're still the number one offense in DVOA and they face three of the best defensive teams um, so far. Uh, when you look at Buffalo, Cleveland's really good and Baltimore's been what, very much above average. Um, so I, I just think that you're going to see them change their offense a little bit, especially now that their schedule opens up. These next couple of weeks at Washington, at Tennessee, Giants, Green Bay, Vegas, Dallas. That's a nice little stretch and you can see their offense start purring. And if they're going to score third, like they're giving up 30 points a game every week because their defense is terrible. So they're going to have to score touchdowns and you want their running back. So that's that, that's why I'm considerably higher on him than I am on Devontae Booker um, just because like better offense more touchdown opportunities. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to argue with you too much on it. Like if you're desperate enough, I think you got to try to spend it eventually. I just, I don't know if Daryl Williams is that guy that I'd want to kind of push the chips in on. Um, are there any owned other running? Only set, yeah. Only owned and only 7.6% of leagues. So he's probably going to be available. He's not available in our league of record, which sucks. Um, yeah. To I, I always like to see some some bidding going on, but it seems like there's been a lot of a lot of running back injuries. Um, other guys to mention briefly: Samaj P. Ryan um, is out with COVID. Uh, now yeah. he tested positive today. Um, they don't know if he's going to be cleared against the Lions uh, this week, and Joe Mixon's still dealing with that ankle injury, and I. I can't believe that they played him. Like, yeah, I mean, Delvin Cook, roster managers feel feel the pain because that's what last week was, right? Uh, yeah, you know, they they the injured guys start, they get out to a decent start. Like Mixon looked good at times. He looked fine. He In scored a touchdown game. and had a good cut, and they like kept pulling him off the field. It was crazy. And, yeah, and then P. Ryan kind of finished it out, um, and I just kept wondering where Mixon was. 
which is exactly yeah. what happened to Dalvin. Although I guess he, you know, had a visible tweak to the injury. But um, I guess I was surprised to see Mixon play to begin with. But yeah, um, me too. What are you doing now for the for the Bengals? Are you just thinking Mixon's probably going to come back because he's another week from his injury? Yeah, I, I would assume he's full go. Um, and I, I would not be adding Samaj P. Ryan. Um, yeah, he he looked good. He had a touchdown this week. Um, which ordinarily you would think would go to Mixon uh, on the receiving end, um, but just something to monitor if if Mixon is out. Piran's a fine ad, but I would not spend any fab on him because he's out for COVID. Um, other guys, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, um, just deserves to be mentioned briefly. Um, five owned in five point eight percent of leagues. Um, if Damian Harris is going to keep fumbling. Um, then they're not like Belichick just isn't going to put up with it. So it seems like the or that they've fumbled in basically every game. They've been rotating who's who's the fumbler. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bad game. Um, so yeah, between him and Brandon Bolden, who's who I mentioned last week that you just gave an emphatic no to. Um, just yeah, he sucks. Be, hey, he had a they did a direct snap goal line carry to him. Yeah. Um, on Sunday, so I, I actually had to start him in a league. Um, Ooh. this week he still had he had his four catches. So, um, so those are those are a couple guys. Uh, Khalil Herbert, uh, for the Bears, um, actually had a pretty decent game. He's owned in only four point seven percent of leagues. Um, and like, I don't know, the Bears' offensive line all of a sudden looks like they can run block. I have a fun and stat so, for you. Okay. I I mean, I can't ask you to guess because it's obvious if I ask you to guess. But what I will say is Khalil Herbert outsnapped Damian Williams 34 to 31. Did he Pl- really? Played 53% of the snaps to Damian Williams 48%. So everybody ran out, spent all the fab on D. Will just for Khalil Herbert to outsnap him. Uh, Herbert looked the part, man. Honestly, they both did. They both yeah. looked good. Yep. Um, I think I you're going to see this 50-50 split continue, though, and I wouldn't be... I'm not running out to really add either one of them just because I think it's going to be kind of meh. A 50-50 split of running backs on a, I mean, for lack of a better term, crap offense. Isn't Is not it crap, though? There, were, they, they, there were 30th they, in points scored. They're averaging like 17, 16 points a week going into the last week. And they won a game with 17 points. Like, yeah, it's a crap offense. Yeah, no, that's fair, actually. And uh, just as a side note, being us both being Bears fans, in case it wasn't obvious uh, to the listener. Um, I I told this to some at somebody at work. Whenever the Bears win, it's a boring game. Like it's oh. not fun. It's not fun to watch. Oh God, the no. Bears when they win. No, I mean the fun teams to watch win are the Bills dropping a million points on like fifteen pass attempts from Josh Allen that were actually yeah. completed. Um, true. Like fifteen completions, three four hundred yards, four times. Like that's the exciting stuff. Tom Brady, absolute, and the Bucks just blowing out trash opponent after trash opponent. But like <laughs> the true. Bears struggle to win like 17 to three or 17 to 16 every week. Like, come on. Yeah, 21, 17, maybe. Man, yeah, without that man. defense, it would just not be 
not be great. But yep. uh, other other notables uh, from the running back position, Marlon Mack was getting some run tonight in the Monday night game. He did request a trade. Um, so if he gets moved somewhere, he's only owned in 3.8% of leagues. If you have an empty spot, stash him, see if he goes somewhere and can get some playing time. He looked fine when he was playing. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell continues to be rostered under 40% of leagues. Uh, we th- both think that at some point he's going to take over from Miles Sanders. Um, so I, I think I saw a stat on Twitter and I forgive me for not crediting it, but Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders both have six like red zone carries this year. Um, and Kenneth Gainwell has three uh, red zone carries and two touchdowns. Uh, and Miles Sanders does not have any touchdowns. So it, at some point, you got to figure it's going to be Kenny Gainwell. Um, it just, I, we feel like it's more of a matter of, of when, not if. Um, so, so sh- should be added. Um, and then again, for the 10th straight week, I'll mention Tariq Cohen, um, who I don't think you should roster. Honestly, if you have in the past, I think you can drop him. He still has a limp. Um, so I, I think you can drop him. Um, if Jeff Wilson Jr. is available, I'd much rather have him than Tariq Cohen uh, at the running back IR spot. Yeah, um, before we get too far past Kenny G, the Eagles did win 21-18. Close game. They were, I don't know, I was surprised it was as close as it was. Um, I was really thinking... The Eagles looked terrible until the fourth quarter. They, like, I I was looking, it was like halftime and Jalen Hurts was like 8 of 12 for like 60 yards or something in the first half. I was like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um... But the week before against the Chiefs, I mean, Kenny G was like the obviously better back in that game. And after that, um, an ESPN report came out that the Eagles backfield was creeping, creeping closer to a timeshare and will stay that way unless and until Sanders starts busting loose. Granted, I mean, this past week he turned 11 carries into 45 yards. So you're talking four yards a carry, um, which is OK, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. but they have the bucks this week and I think they're really just going to get like slammed and, yeah. uh, can't run on them. I would not play Miles Sanders because th- they're not going to, you can't run on them. One, two, they're going to be down. So you're going to have to pass. Like this is a Kenny Gainwell game, a 1000%, even with the split, just because of how they use Gainwell in passing situations, they're going to be down this entire second half. So if you're in a real pinch, I, I don't know. I would. I think there's worse starts than Kenny G because I think you're just kind of po- uh, positive game script all 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 game. Yeah, and and don't be surprised <clears throat> that this is kind of the last week to get him right. So if he has a couple catches out of the backfield again, he went six for fifty eight against Kansas City. But the following week after this week, it's at Vegas at Detroit. Those are two really good matchups for running backs. Whether the Eagles will actually run the ball, I don't. I who's to say? But. Yeah, they don't believe um, those, those in that. Are, yeah, the, the, those are those are the two defenses that you want to go against for sure. Also, they end the season. Do, does Philadelphia um, their playoff matchup? And we'll get into some trade targets. I think next week we're going to do some some analysis and maybe have a bonus pod on on trade targets uh, based on defensive rankings uh, and, and who you should be going after. But there, I have a feeling that that you're going to want some Philly players for your title game matchups home against Washington home against the giants and yes. at Washington. Yes. Oh baby. Yes. Are the, are the three, three playoff weeks for Eagles players. So do not be surprised if next week when we're doing our pod, 
on trade targets for championship playoff rounds. Washington at Giants at Washington uh, is going to be uh, among the best playoff schedules you can have. That's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Also, so just as another bonus before that week 14, they have a bye. week 12. It's at the Giants and week 13. It's at the Jets. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Give me some Philly Eagles, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that Jalen Hurts is still going to be the quarterback there. Uh, I just kind of part of me kind of hopes he's not just so that they ran a more traditional offense that like, yeah, featured a running back instead of just Jalen Hurts running around for three hours. But also, I do want to take a quick moment to uh, give a shout out to uh, Memphis, also known as Running Back University. The (laughs) 2018 Memphis Tigers included Daryl Henderson, Antonio Gibson, Tony Pollard and Kenny Gainwell. Holy crap. Absolutely incredible. You said so, that was 2018? 2018 Memphis. What was their record? They were <laughs> they went eight and six. Like, come on. <laughs> uh rest of the team could use a little work, but Daryl Henderson, Antonio Gibson, Tony Pollard, and Kenny G. And again, Kenny G came in and usurped Antonio Gibson in Gibson's senior year. Like it's bananas. So I just I'm all over it. Whoever the running backs are this season, if any of them declare or graduate, I'm drafting them next year. Yeah, for just just a quick, quick look up at the 2018 Memphis team. It wasn't because they weren't scoring. It was because of the points they gave up. Oh. Um, Memphis. Yeah, M- Memphis scored 66, 59, 52, uh, <laughs> 55, 33, 59, 47, 52, 41. 55 points and uh yeah you know so brandon thomas you're gonna be on every roster if you uh declare for the draft i'm not sure not sure if you're uh, a senior or not oh red shirt freshman oh i'm just <laughs> we are so deep into the weeds he's 511 200 from north little rock arkansas the guy's obviously like the next greatest running back in the nfl already so ryan sh- ryan terrain yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so I did, I did have back. to, while we're on the subject, had to give the shout. Do you have any, uh, do you have any running backs left that you want to cover? Otherwise I'm ready to move on. No, I got, I got nobody else. Um, just, a a really weird, like just a rough time to be like, even, even like the top running backs aren't like, like Austin Eckler has been fantastic. Right. Oh, like, yeah. is is there anybody else you'd prefer over Eckler the rest of the season? Uh, honestly, is that, is that a is that a weird question? No, I mean you and I both called Austin Eckler top six, and I like yeah no. he's at he's at two right now. Derrick Henry's tw- has twenty more points than him. My I'll tell you my new top three. I have a new top three. Cordero Patterson in uh, no (laughs) and no I will say in no order my top three right now are Derrick Henry Austin Eckler and Zeke yeah well that's uh they're three of the top four with Cordero Patterson being ahead of Zeke currently on season long scoring so Um, yeah Najee Harris is coming on which is nice to see and and James Robinson has been really good um yeah now that they started scratching Carlos Hyde 
Yeah, after they gave him the ball. Right, exactly. You know, so, yeah, the nobody truth. else. I think Dalvin will eventually be fine. Uh, I mean, Madison filled in for him twice and put up more than 20 points both times. So, like, that player, if you view it as one player, is easily, like, a top six back. Um, yeah, I would, uh, I would also be somewhat interested in trying to trade for Saquon Barkley. I, I think his value will never be lower um, than it is right now after getting hurt again. Keep in mind, I mean, the two weeks before he got, so obviously he got hurt this week, but he had 27-18 the last two weeks. Um, so just don't, like, I think you can get him for cheap because Barkley owners are just like, I'm, I just don't want to deal with it. And they probably um, didn't want to draft him in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm just saying, maybe try to see if you can get Barkley on the, on the cheap. Let's see here. To that end, their schedule, uh, playoff schedule in most leagues because they're not going to play in the final week against Washington would be the Cowboys at home, uh, at Philadelphia, and then at Chicago, which you hate to yeah. see kind of maybe yeah. in championship week. But, yeah, not great. But uh, to start, I mean, Cowboys week one, they'll get you. That would get you onto the next round, I would think. Yeah. I don't really like the Philly matchup or the or the Bears matchup. Right. <clears throat> ah! Oh! Ow! Ah! Oh! oh no, it's a bloodbath in here. There's got to be a better way to get my dagger clean and shiny safely. More safe than this. That's what I used to deal with when I cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping my dagger slick and ready for wherever the night takes me. Manscaped, trusted by more than 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with code SACOS. It's time to end the days of shaving your balls and ending up looking like a horror movie. The folks at Manscaped have the perfect package for your package to get this done. That's right. Wow. Code SACOS. 20% off free shipping. Go polish your dagger. It, right. It would be so fun to be a manscaped. Like I want to write the scripts, man. I want to write yeah. the scripts. They, they do a good job. There's some typos on funny. there. Hannah had to sort through, but. Oh, oh. Yeah. Once like. I can't do that because my daughter's sleeping like 15 feet from me on the other side of this wall. And <laughs> if I woke her up, my wife would kill me. <laughs> uh, real talk, though, anybody that hasn't used it that is like semi interested. Honestly, they've given us basically every product in the Manscaped booklet to try or web page. All incredible. I don't have a bad thing to say about anyone. Um, all the way from the... Um, what is it? The uh, lawnmower? Yes, lawnmower 4.0 to the weed whacker. Um, if you're looking for an actual body wash, shampoo, like foot deodorant, like the the lawnmower product is actually incredible. I don't even use a single uh, protective guard on it at all. I keep wanting to just say trimmer, but I like I have to. Yeah, the lawnmower is incredible. Uh, but if that's not even what you're looking for. Like my wife throws away my holy boxers and I have to replace them. 
they're freaking boxers. I am not kidding you. Are the most comfortable things in the planet. Like I just, I bought more after getting them in the box because I like them. So yeah. All right. With that, please uh, get 20% off and free shipping with code Sackos at manscaped.com. Now, Jason's waiver wire pickup of the week. That's right. Waiver wire pickup of the week. Waiver gonna, wire. I think I'm going to butcher this, honestly. Um, oh. Kadarius Tony? Kadarius Tony. It is Kadarius Tony. He is my waiver wire pickup of the week. Uh, dude, absolutely balled out for the New York Giants this week. Um, putting up 13 targets and cashing them in for 10 catches, 189 yards. He also had a rushing attempt uh, for seven yards, was tackled at the two, so just missed a 30-point week, finishes with 24 and a half points and half-point PPR scoring. Uh, is just an absolute freaking machine. Uh, Great route runner. Incredible. Just how he was able to get open and routinely make uh, digs just look silly. And the, honestly, the rest of that defense, like I was routinely like he would catch the ball on like a simple out route, be surrounded by two guys somehow facing backwards, know where the empty space was get there and be completely missed and then somehow get past other people and get up. Like he was incredible. Um, so I do feel and, bad and, though. Go ahead. And, and it, it, it's not just a one week wonder either because the week no. before against new Orleans, he had nine targets. So him having 13 targets this week, um, with Sterling Shepard out and Galladay hurt and Darius Slayton out, um, they're gonna have to throw to somebody in the game script fits for them to throw the ball. Yeah, I honestly one of the more amazing, like maybe the most amazing aspect of his entire breakout though in week five, the dude only played 54% of snaps and he only ran 24 routes on 44 dropbacks and cashed in. He was targeted on more than 50% of his routes that he ran. Like, and part of that too might be Glennon, you know, if they're both on the scout team or, you know, yeah. getting the second team reps and Glennon's familiar with him, which, which would make a little bit of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. He also, that rush attempt was a direct snap too, which is crazy. Um, what I also want to say is that there are the four, the, the four starters, Danny Jones, Saquon, um, uh, Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard, and then I guess also Galladay, the five starters, have only played 17 snaps together so far this season. Just cr- that's just, not much. Well, just they've been so injured again this year, but yeah, that's like uh, it's like the 49ers offense, yeah, pretty much, but uh. I am just really excited um, because I think he's going to have a ton of opportunity, especially after Galladay hyperextended his knee. Um, 22 targets in the last two weeks. What do you, he's the obvious to me He's the obvious. He's my, I like, I would rather if I'm out there spending fab and most of these guys, I think are kind of flex plays 
Like, there's no one guy that I'm going out and blowing all my fab on this week. There's no, like, season-long or six-plus-week guy. But I like the upside of Kadarius Tony more than I like Devontae Booker or um, Daryl Williams or either of the Bears' backups if they didn't get picked up. So I would spend more fab, I think, on Tony. Or I'd prioritize him first, especially in, if you're on a traditional waiver system. I'd rather have mm-hmm. Tony. Yeah, and and... Keep in mind, like if you're like, who the hell is is this guy that we're talking about? If if you are looking for him, his last name is Tony T O N E Y. Uh, first name is Kadarius, and he uh, was a first round pick for the Giants, so he's got the pedigree. And all of a sudden, you see him get the opportunity. So obviously, Jamar Chase was the first wide receiver taken. Jalen Waddle was the second. Uh, Devontae. Smith was the third for the Eagles and then Kadarius Tony was the fourth wide receiver taken in the first round. So he's got the pedigree. He's got this crazy, he's crazy quick, crazy speed. Apparently he likes to punch people in the face and get ejected, which is maybe not so great, but um, no. provided he doesn't do that again, I do think he has good potential season long value. It doesn't like, yes, the, the Giants guaranteed Galladay $40 million. Uh, Sterling Shepard's always hurt. Evan Ingram has a tough time catching the ball. Uh, Darius Slayton's hurt. So, yeah, Kadarius Tony. I I think if you're hurting at wide receiver, that this is clearly the pickup of the week. And we always talk about it. Who are the best wide receivers? They're the ones with all the targets. If he's going to have nine, 13 targets the last two weeks, then. He's probably going to be a wide receiver too the rest of the year if he's going to continue to get 10 targets a game. So how much you spending, Jason? 25? Easy. 20? Yeah, 20, 20, 25. And yeah. as, as we give advice to um, every week, part of our advice on fab is to not spend um, or bid rather uh, in multiples of five. So what we mean is don't end your bids on players in either five or zero, because that's kind of how most people put their bids in. Most of them honestly go with zeros, Uh, but do an off number like a 13%, 14%. If you want to like go 10 and actually get the guy, Um, I would personally go like 23%. I would easily go 20 to 25 if, and that's if I'm in a good position if I'm really freaking desperate, ah, I would investigate maybe oh spending up a little bit more, but I wouldn't go any higher than really 30. So we're talking a few bucks. Yeah, right. Again, six catches, 78 yards two weeks ago, 10 for 189. Still hasn't gotten in the end zone yet, but Tackled uh, got to think it's coming at some point. Yeah, next week, uh, home against the Rams, which isn't the Not greatest. Great. Um, but I mean, if he's getting 15 targets, I don't, I just don't know how much it matters. He's going to have the volume and then home against yep. Carolina, which isn't great at Kansas city home against Las Vegas and then the buy. So a couple of giants players on the free agency wire here. I said my 20 to 25%. How much are you spending? Um, Honestly, I don't think I would go over 15 um, just because I think you can still get him for kind of cheap because people don't know who he is. That's um, probably fair. And they're saying, oh, my God, Shepard's going to come back soon and Slayton's going to yeah. come back soon. Yeah. And I, I I think you can somebody that's that little rostered. Now, 
right? The only danger is that somebody's going to sort by, oh, who's the wide receivers available and sort by the score for the last week and then he'll pop up there. Um, but even still, I, I think I don't think you need to spend more than 15 to get him um, in, in most leagues. I, I would be surprised. Does um, does Ian Rappaport already stating that Galladay is expected to miss week six change that for you at all? No, because he's always hurt. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's... Um, if, uh, it, it could be a welcome to the NFL, Kadarius Tony, if uh, if Ramsey gets put on him uh, th- this week for the Rams, right? So, and he could, is, man. It, yeah, and and is that is that really somebody? So you're going to spend, in, in your case, twenty twenty five percent on Kadarius Tony, and then he's going to get locked up with one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. I do you really want to even? Do you even really want to play him? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I would start him. I yeah. Like that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'm glad I, I picked I him up after last week. I'm glad I picked him yeah. up after last week, and I already have him, so I don't have to spend the fab. But he's going to sit on my bench this week. Like, yeah, if you're picking and up Kadarius Tony, I don't like. I, I don't know. I can't I just, justify spending that much fab and then not playing him. Really? Okay. Fifteen percent, no. though. You could. I don't know. Eh. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, and then I, he goes and gets 10 targets and turns it into eight catches and, you know, it doesn't matter anyway. But we'll yeah, see. unless uh, I mean, maybe Mike Glennon is Geno Smith and has just said, I don't care who you are. I'm throwing to my best wide receiver, which is what <laughs> Geno did to DK after he came in. Yeah. And with Shepard and Slayton, I mean, neither of those guys have played since week three. Um, I, I right. don't know. Yeah. That, that situation reminds me of Debo last year, just never healthy, continually sore hamstrings. Yeah, it's true. But um, that's my big splashy wide receiver ad. Is there any other wide receivers that you fell in love with? I feel like a lot of the guys from last week kind of had dud weeks this week. Like Crowder yeah. had a dud week. Mooney had a dud week. Khalif Raymond still, had a dud week. Still applicable, right? It, I mean, again, if you've been listening to us, I'm sure he's on your team. But Emmanuel Sanders is still only out in 60% of leagues. He's wide receiver 16 um, in the highest scoring offense in the NFL at this point, and they throw a ton, he should be added. Um, Tim Patrick is still wide receiver 29 and rostered in only 29.7% of ESPN That's leagues. That's insane to me. That guy should be rostered in more than 50% of leagues, hands down. Yeah. I, and like, especially, all, especially he should be Jerry in, Judy not playing. He should be rostered in all 12 man leagues until Jerry Judy comes back. Yes. I agree. And given the matchup, I think you can play him any week. He's going to get you five plus targets and four plus catches. That's just kind of what he does. Um, Hunter Renfro uh, is rostered in 55% of leagues. We mention him every week. He's definitely Derek Carr's security blanket. And I think teams are starting to realize that. So wide receiver 26, 55% of leagues. I know that violates our 50% rule. Um, Van Jefferson is currently wide receiver 39. He did nothing this week, only owned in 10% of leagues. Uh, AJ Green also did a whole lot of nothing this week. Wide receiver 37 owned in 38% of leagues. Um, And don't look now, but it's week six and the Saints are on a bye. And Michael Thomas uh, is potentially coming back soon. So he was on the pup list. And somebody that I would recommend you go out and try to trade for because he's still 
when he's healthy, a great wide receiver. Um, what he's only rostered in eighty six point six percent of leagues. He should be so rostered for, in every league. Every league that he's not rostered in right now, he should be picked up. Yeah. So if for some reason he's available, you should definitely go pick him up. Um, and you should even try to mock whoever owns him and try to trade for him. Um, let them let them sit on him for five six weeks and then trade for him when he once he starts playing. If you have Michael Thomas, would you take Calvin Ridley for him? Oh man, that's actually that's actually a good question. Um, I would probably take Ridley. Um, just because I like the Falcons' offense and trust their quarterback more than I trust Jameis. Um, and Ridley, like, yeah, everybody's way down on Ridley, right? Yes, he was out this week, but his targets were eight, ten, eleven, and thirteen the first four weeks. So, like, yeah, I, I would I would rather have Ridley. Never seeing him play yet because he's not healthy. If you have Michael Thomas, would you take a Rob for him? No health issues, just kind of middling quarterback play. Um, <laughs> if you're an Allen Robinson owner, I think I would offer the, for that trade. I would, yeah. I would try to, I would, God, I would try to package something with that and just be like, hey, you know, he's healthy at least. Yeah. Allen Robinson's been a colossal disappointment. And Michael Thomas, who knows what you're getting, man? Like, he obviously did the whole, I'm angry at the organization. I don't want to play last year and then didn't play till the end. I don't know. And Peyton obviously was frustrated that he waited so long to get this surgery done this year. So I, I don't know. Who knows if he comes back at all, right? Like, that's the risk. Yeah. Uh, kind of like he could also be great Bell a couple of years. Yeah, he could. It could be a league winning trade, right? Like he's either gonna I I think that's what it is. I like I think he's either he comes back and is like a low end wide receiver one or better or like top fifteen or it just doesn't come back at all. I agree with you. No so. no doubt about it. It's it's funny you type in Michael Thomas into Google and it's like Brown proposed Brown trade for Saint Michael Thomas shot down. So it's uh it's Odell for for Michael Thomas. Um <laughs> talk about a disappointing player to Odell man they him and Baker just can't get on the same page yeah one more thing though you talked about it earlier and you made fun of me for blowing all my fab on Elijah Mitchell I'm I do not regret it it's true Trey Sermon Trey Sermon played three percent of snaps Trey Sermon played two snaps deuce that's true like honestly you know what I would change I'll tell you this I would change the quarterbacks back to Jimmy G back to as we talked about earlier with Jalen Hurts, welcome to the Trey Lance show. Like, what I just let me let me look at this freaking strat, uh, stat line for Trey Lance here. Um, let's see, he completed oh a whopping fifteen of twenty nine passes, fifty one percent for one hundred and ninety two yards and a pick. Blazer. But, 16 rush attempts. You're stealing my rush attempts, my guy. 16 rush attempts, 90 yards, 15 fantasy points. Like that's, that was a quote unquote bad game. Arizona has a fantastic defense this year. Um, And he still finished with 15 fantasy points. So hopefully uh, they can get it together. But honestly, even more than that, hopefully Jimmy G comes back. Yeah. After the buy. Gotta have, 
Got to have Jimmy G for that running back value. No doubt about it. Uh, just back to Odell real quick. The Browns scored 42 points this week. Uh, and Odell had three targets, two catches for 20 yards. <laughs> because you know why? Do you know why? It's because of none other than one David Njoku finishing with 24 and a half fantasy points in half point PPR scoring seven targets, seven catches, 150 yards and a touchdown. I mean, yeah. is he a hot waiver wire ad? Are you going to run out and pick up some David Njoku? I mean, I guess so, um, but probably not. Honestly, um, I feel like he would have done he it has by now. Like, well, he has like five of these, four of these every year. No, he has like two of them. Yeah, right. Like he's had some massive games, and then he just like goes and hides. Yeah, I mean, last week he had two targets against Minnesota, which I think is a favorable matchup. Turned him into two catches for seventeen yards. Houston, oh. I mean, the worst hey. team in the league. Three targets, two catches, 18 yards. Well, maybe not second worst behind the Jets, but nothing. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a career high in yardage for him. Uh, he's never, um, outside of yesterday, he's never had more than 76 yards in a single game. Um, so, it, I mean, he's been, on, he's been on the Browns for what, four years, five years? Uh, this is his fourth year. He came in the league in 2018. Um, couple of guys a, that are owned or rostered a, more than 50% that need to be rostered everywhere though. Yes. Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz. Yes. Dawson Knox is currently tight end too. Yes. Like, Unbelievable. Um, he was the waiver wire pickup last week. He's been added in more than 50% of leagues just in the last week alone. Rostered in 70%. He needs to be rostered everywhere. The guy's incredible. I don't care that he only had four targets this week against Kansas City and turned him into three catches. Um, still finished with 117 yards and a score, 20 fantasy points, basically in each of the last two weeks, 13 fantasy points the week before that, um, touchdowns in four straight games, five scores in four games. Uh, he's a revelation. I think at the tight end position, um, what a fine young blossoming tight end. We're all watching before our eyes. So yeah, good for him. I know he's had kind of some injury issues or inconsistency with the drops, but him and Alan are good friends and um, it's cool to see players kind of come into their own. And um, when you have Diggs and Sanders and Beasley running routes and they're trying to put up with them and you have to have somebody in the back watching your quarterback so he doesn't run on you and uh, Dawson Knox is just going to kind of run free. So yeah, if he's available, and you don't have a tight end, you should add him. And surprisingly, Dalton Schultz, um, we, we were trying to figure out, right, who's the, the tight end in Dallas because we thought one of them was going to have value. Yeah. And uh, turns out it is Dalton Schultz. Um, and it ain't Blake Jarwin. No, Blake Jarwin played 40% of snaps compared to Dalton Schultz's 73% of snaps. Like, and I mean, there's two tight end sets and other things that go into that too. It's not like Jarwin's playing over Schultz because I tell you what, he's not. Um, yeah. But Dalton Schultz, 23 targets in the last three weeks. Um, just crazy. Six, six catches in four out of five games. Remarkably consistent. Yes. Remarkably consistent. Um, not as flashy as Dawson Knox is going to turn out to be, but 
again, I think very, very, very consistent 10 plus fantasy points a week. It's generally, I think, what you're looking at. So, uh, yeah, maybe so not I, against I would say Schultz. Yeah, Schultz is going to have the higher floor um, each week, but Knox could have the way higher ceiling. Yeah, Knox has tight end one on a week to week basis on a ceiling. So, yep. Yeah, so so good for Dalton Schultz. It's just crazy that, uh, like, and Kyle Pitts coming into his own um, this yeah, over this Ridley. weekend is is great for for Pitts owners who were kind of waiting uh, for him to explode and and got it. Um, one final guy for me. I do want to go back to receiver. One final guy for me is actually Amonra St. Brown of the Detroit Lions. Uh, We've seen his um, snap percentage kind of steadily climb. Um, Low 60 percentages in the first couple weeks, then uh, only 40% in week three, um, but rebounded up to 70 plus percent in the last two weeks um, and actually led all Detroit Lions wide receivers in snaps in week five. So uh, I do I do like me some Amandra St. Brown. Uh, Ten fantasy points in each of the last two weeks. I think we may continue to see uh, him blossom as the season uh, goes along. Eight targets in each of the last two games as well. 13 catches, 135 combined yards. So don't think he's going to score a lot just because I don't think the Detroit Lions are going to score a lot. Um, but I mean, if you're getting eight plus targets a game, you need to be rostered pretty much everywhere. So, yep. Um, couple other things that I just wanted to bring up real quick. Um, and then maybe, uh, I, I do actually have to vent to you briefly. Mm, okay. Um, two, two defenses that need to be owned in more leagues. Uh, I know we kind of wrap up with defenses. Um, the Chicago bears and Cowboys defenses, um, Need, need to be rostered in more leagues. The Bears are currently only rostered in 17.2% of ESPN leagues. Uh, they're currently uh, defense five on the season. And the Cowboys defense is rostered in 35.4% of leagues. And they are defense number three on the season. Um, they like the Cowboys are facing the NFC East and the NFC East isn't very good. And they're blowing teams out. And they score a ton of points and to keep up with them, they throw the ball and they're getting the turnovers. So, um, and, and the bears defense outside of week one, um, against, you know, a team that nobody really knew what was going to look like in the Rams. They've been pretty good. I mean, they, they held Cleveland down well, and then they've had double digit fancy points against Cincinnati, Detroit, and Vegas. Um, you know, I, I, would not start them against the Packers this week um, <laughs> or Tampa Bay the next week. But um, down the stretch, their schedule, Minnesota at Seattle Giants. It's not that's not terrible. No, that's not terrible. Um, Russ will be back by then, but yeah, not maybe, terrible. Maybe unless their season's over. Yeah, you know, if their season's over, then you're right. Maybe not. Maybe they just uh, let Geno Smith play for a contract somewhere. But yeah. um, can I can I vent to you in the in the last couple of minutes? Um, again, thank you everybody for listening and um, kind of. I it bothers me that head to head matchups 
Like, I feel like I get screwed so often. <laughs> you, I'm leading points against in our league. No, the- I, I know that, but I, I have multiple other leagues. Like, oh. I'm, I'm second in points this week and I lost and I'm third in another league this week and I lost. Um, and it just yeah. drives me up a freaking wall. It's so annoying. Yeah. The guy like, that's not, it's not fun. The guy that I'm playing right now in our, uh, basically our league of record is currently fourth or fifth in, well, probably fourth in point scored this week and, uh, is going to lose to me because I, yeah, went off. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I get it. Does it make you want to do something to hedge the system or what are you thinking? Are you thinking about know. going it, that top like, six offset or what? Well, it's just like, you know, I know some baseball leagues do like roto scoring, you know, so it's like a year long. Um, How is it like, different than points for? Well, I think you'd have to do it. No, it'd be similar, but I think you have to do it like by position. Okay. Interesting. So, so like you'd still want a well-rounded team. So like quarterback points, running back points, wide receiver points, tight end points, or just, I don't know. Like it just, it just pisses me off when like, if I have a bad week and I lose, I'm totally cool with that. But it just seems like it ebbs and flows. If I have a bad week, my opponent has a bad week. And then like the next week I have a great week and I lose. like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's annoying. I, I I don't know what the fix is for it other than that top half of the league offset, but it's just so much admin work. Can you explain the top half of the league offset for those who don't know? Yeah. So it's, um, so you, everybody has their head to head, head to head matchups. And then, so essentially there's two wins available each week. So if you win your matchup, you get a win. And your if you're in head. the top hat, yep. And if you uh, are in the top half of the league, and um, scoring four. that week, you get another win. Um, so you can go two and two, one and one or oh and two. So if you're the second lowest scoring team in the league in a given week, but you win your matchup, you would go one and one because you're not in the top half of scoring. And if you score the second most points in the league that given week and you lose to the highest scoring team, you'd also go one and one because you still get a win for um, being in the top half. I feel like that's like, I don't, know, I don't want it to be handing out participation trophies, but I feel like more than ever, and may I, I don't know if I just haven't noticed it or really worried about it historically, but it just is really annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is. As somebody that's uh, basically averaging twenty five more points against uh, than the first place team in our our bit our uh, league of record, I'm feeling yeah. it right now and i had to bust out for 170 to get my first win so it's yeah just... if it's if it's, a, if it's any consolation the only league that i have a winning record in is a league that you created uh to try out a two quarterback league in which i was auto drafted So that'll tell you how my season. You have going. a sponsored podcast on the subject yeah. matter <laughs> that yeah. a computer is doing better than you. It. It's great. That team's really. I don't have a quarterback in a two-team Ooh. league or in a two-quarterback league, but Jonathan Taylor, Eckler, McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Cup, Schultz, Deontay Johnson, 
That's Woof. that's really solid. Man, we may we might need to hang him up. Also, uh, quick shout out on uh, the first Mark Andrews sighting of the year. You know, you like to see it finally. He lives. Um, also, uh, last week we ended the podcast singing some Kelly, Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Um, so we were, I, I texted Jason who did not want to leave that portion of the podcast in. Um, and I said, if we had any song references, we should conclude each episode with singing. Um, but I do not believe that there were any song references this week. So no. sorry to disappoint, but we will not be concluding the episode with singing. All right. Uh, I do want to just ask you a couple of quick questions about the Monday night game, even though we're going way over here. Uh, yeah. Lat Murray, four carries, nine yards. Is he droppable after everybody just spent 30 plus percent of their fab together? <laughs> no. Tyson Williams did also play this game. Also has four carries for six yards. Is Tyson Williams droppable? Uh, I think Tyson Williams is droppable. I would not drop Lat Murray yet. I would drop yeah. everybody that isn't Lamar Jackson, and I would start oh. Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown. Lat Murray is a... You know what he is? He's a roster bomb. He sits in your roster. You hate playing him. You feel dirty. Mm. He has four carries for nine yards, and the one week you sit him, he's going to go off, and that's literally just Lat Murray. Yeah, like, so you're saying in my 10-team league where I have Tyson Williams and Lamar uh, and uh, Latavius, I should just drop them both and let somebody I, else deal with it? Honestly, yeah. When, why, yeah. when are you going to feel confident playing Lat Murray on a week-to-week basis? They wanted to see how it would go last week, and what did he average? Like two yards a carry? Yeah, well, I did it this week because Joe Mixon uh, was hurt. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that's not Brutal. great. That's not great. Yeah, but, I, I think you can safely drop Josh Gordon too, um, who uh, has not really done anything for the Chiefs yet. Um, if if you're an Odell Beckham owner, I, I you can't drop him. Um, but he's done a whole lot of nothing too. It, it, it just sucks when you have high expectations for guys; they don't do anything. Yeah. I mean, then the Ravens got to be looking over at Marlon Mack turning five carries into 50 yards and being like, ooh, what do we have to trade for him? We need another aging running back. Yes. How can that we get him? an injury history. Yes, let's get yeah. him. Let's get him. Kelly Clarkson! Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.